Hello and welcome everyone to episode 110 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I am your host, Jake Barros, and I am joined by none other than Brody. What's up? And Matthew. Hello. Matthew, first of all, round of applause. What a great hosting job you did last episode. I'm going to give you a little clap. Can you hear that? Yes, as I can. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank well, you. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. anticlimactic because it's one person clapping. <laughs> but great job, man. How was it? How did you uh, feel? There, it was a bit nervous. Um, I mean, the good thing is the the stuff-ups were edited out. So, you know. Oh, the, what? Stuff-ups? The, the, the people at home, you yeah, know, no didn't didn't hear the moment. Um, I'm pretty the sure. Illusion. Yeah. yeah um, it was one I, I like, Seamless. I like ruining the illusion. The fact that, like, the first intro I did, uh, basically, I didn't introduce myself as the host. <laughs> that was that was funny. Uh, so yeah, no, but it was good. Um, I'd been wanting to do it for a while too, which was, you know, was really good. So the chance just kind of jumped up, and Drink there we go. Too. I so. was I was actually surprised how serious you took it, considering every time we go to start a podcast, you spend at least half an hour mucking around. But you just you just turned it on, and bam, uh, when you had when the, the when the time calls, you know, you, you got to step up, so. I love it. Well, yeah. that, it, ju- it just means that, you know, maybe we can start alternating hosting and, and, and whatnot too. That way I'll get to turn up what, the wiki and everything as well, so. Well, there's that, and there's also, like, maybe down the track I'd like to, you know, maybe open up a side podcast for oh, Press Start. Wow. Maybe. Wow, man. Maybe. This is Settle down. If Settle Almighty down. Shannon allows me, so. Mate, you've hosted this, the podcast one time, and now you're talking about doing a whole other side podcast? Yeah. God. It's gone no, that's head. fair. Yeah, that's fair enough. Anyway. Um, God, that now I've actually lost my train of thought. What are we talking about? We're talking about video games. Awesome. So, what Always. we will be talking about this week is things like the new game, Hellblade, that has come out, and the controversy within that, the new Metroid game, as well as something very cool from Elgato. But what I thought we might just discuss very quickly first is the fact that, yes, I was away last podcast. I was in Tokyo from so for some awesome things and one of those awesome things was actually playing Mario Kart VR so first and foremost did you guys know that this was a thing already Matt <laughs> I was I was gonna let you speak because he kind of didn't let you speak before so. oh yeah <laughs> that's, no, that's fair that's fair very sorry courteous. Was, very courteous yeah well we're all too courteous um yeah. yeah I had heard it was a thing um and I heard that it was also only exclusive to Japan, which is a mm. bit of a shame. Hopefully, mm. it gets here eventually um, when the future arrives. But um, yeah, how was it? Like, is it as badass as it looks? <coughs> oh god, I'm choking. Um, You're choking because is- it's so good. It's so good. Like, I'm getting so excited that my tongue is, like, flailing inside my mouth and then causing me to choke. But it is very, very good. I did write an article up, so you can go to pressstart.com.au. It is up on there. Kind of, I just... I just kind of give it to you guys, all of it, all my whole experience. I let everything go. But it is, it is really, really awesome. I was quite surprised at just how authentic it felt. You know, it, it didn't feel like just some kind of VR experience, like whack on some Mario uh, kind of a... Like a skin or something. Yeah, whack on a Mario skin and away we away we go. It Like, it legit felt you were actually in 
a Mario Kart game, like from the starting line to just like the environment. Like I say in the article, like you drive through this road where there's like giant piranha plants kind of get like, kind of eat you and you have to kind of avoid them while trying not to get shot from other players. Um, they've got like those paragliding things when you go over jumps and the big giant blocks that try and crush you in Bowser's castle. Like it, it it's literally so authentic and, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, the guys the guys that actually run, like, it's called the VR Zone in um, Shin, Shindi, Shinjuku in Japan. Um, the the developer that actually helps out there, uh, where where is it? God. Ben, what is it? Bandai Namco. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're not, they're not a thing out, like, they're not a, they're not a sister company or anything with Nintendo, right? No. No. no totally separate. So, like, like their their logos everywhere around this place, and it's, and it's whacked on the Mario Kart stuff. So I thought, you know what, like this 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 should be okay, but it's not going to be as if Nintendo's made it. But honestly, you wouldn't be able to tell. You would think that Nintendo has gone. Let's make a VR game, and we'll give it exclusively to this to this facility. Um, Was there? Um, I found uh, it's probably going to be different because you're actually in a cart. But I found when I've played in VR and I've played like driving games, there's like a real like dissonance, like where I get sick really quickly because my body is expecting to do something yeah. but it doesn't. Yeah, like I, I think, yeah, sitting in an actual cart and, and once again, you can see the photos in the article, like it's a full blown cart that you are sitting in on like a rigged platform. And it would move, um, wouldn't it? And it does move, like people yeah. hit you and it moves. I. I couldn't really tell, like, when going around the corner whether or not it turned slightly, but definitely when people kind of hit you, you did feel it. Um, and obviously, you're turning the, the steering wheel and all that kind of stuff. So, you, you like driving, you anticipate where you're going. Yeah. But, you know, like, you guys know the chaos that is Mario Kart. And when <laughs> when the goggles are right against your eyes and, like, things are, like, blurring in front of you and you're turning left and right and dodging things, like... Yeah, you definitely get a bit motion sickness. That was the one of the big things that I would like. Probably only the drawback from from the whole experience. Like, yeah, right. yeah it's 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 definitely still like you you still know you're not moving and and that kind of stuff. And as much as as much realism as they've tried to put in with the actual simulation, like you you de- I definitely have to kind of sit down and be like, whoa, I just I just need a bit of air, guys, just for a little bit. Um, yeah. but. Did- not enough to turn me away. I did it twice. So that did was you uh, get to play any of the other games in the VR zone, like the Dragon Ball Z one? I did. I did not play Dragon Ball Z. However, I did watch someone do it. I've got this hilarious uh, video on my phone where this one one guy is uh, uh, playing the game, and, and it teaches you how to do it like a command a Kamehameha. Yeah. So, you know, Goku's standing there. He's like, I right, do this position and hold your hands like this and, you know, it will start to charge up. And this guy's like looking at his hands and the blue energy ball ke- uh, starts coming up and he's like, oh, oh <laughs> my God. Ah! Like he starts freaking out and then he actually fires it. And um, yeah, he just was having the best time. But Just a nerdgasm. Uh, absolutely. And like this whole place was full of people like doing that. It was it was quite entertaining to watch. But I played a couple of games. There was like uh, a game called Wing Bicycle where you actually got on like an exercise bike and you had to pedal to make your uh, winged bicycle kind of like go up in the air and flap your wings and then you stop and it would decrease and then you could like you know glide and all that kind of stuff. That, that was, sounds that sounds like exercise thinly veiled as a video game. You you know what? 
I thought that and I was like, this is a cop out. Like, this is just going to be like, yeah, ride the bike kind of thing. But it was honestly probably one of the best experiences there. It was actually really, really well done. Um, right on. We played a dinosaur survivor run. It's kind of like you dropped into Jurassic Park. Your, your plane has crashed and now you have to try and escape with the other people. So you're on segways riding through this um, very dark. Segways. Yeah, think like Slender Man, but instead of Slender Man around, it's like Velociraptors and T-Rexes. Um, so, you oh. have like a torch on your Segway and you got to get around. That was... We all died. Um, and at the end, a T-Rex comes and eats you, which uh, even though I knew I was playing a game, like it felt very real. They have all these like wind machines and stuff set up around you and you can like feel the T-Rex bl- breathing on you and stuff like that. And God, it did freak me out a little bit. But there was a ton ton there. I probably played like four, six or seven different games. So, quite enjoyable. Matt, if you're ever back in Japan, you got you to gotta hit this place up. Oh, I, I guarantee I will be back in Japan someday. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just uh, you know, happy that you are so enthusiastic and, ha- and you know, happy about your experience there. Yeah. Um, because it really is another place. Like, I mean, you mm. know, they, they go to such extents to to really, you know, provide those kind of experiences. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, you would have visited arcades and stuff while you were there too. So, yeah. Um, and seen how, how chaotic it was. But, um, <coughs> yeah, Bondi Namco, um, they, ha- they seem to have, like, a foot in everything game-related over there. Mm. Um you know, and I think that's the thing is like there's there's less of a, a sort of, you know, us versus them mentality with their companies. So they all kind of work together to, you know, provide awesome gaming experiences. Um, it's just a shame that like you weren't there for longer. You didn't actually get to experience the real life Mario Kart. Oh, dude. I don't like, know if you saw them around. Um, no, we no, we didn't. But the, the people I were, were with, we were kind of talking about possibly doing it. But you needed like an international driver's license or something. Yeah. And so, it was, I think it's like $1,000 a person or something like that. Too, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, definitely worth it. Look, maybe, I don't know, Shannon, week, week, don't judge. But uh, maybe you could organize all of us to go do that. Uh, Christmas yeah. party. Ha. Huh. Yeah. That sounds Thanks, like Shannon. an awesome idea. Man, Shannon, you're the greatest. Press start in Damn. Japan for Christmas. I, uh, I think I think Shannon's he's coming in over satellite. Yeah, no worries, guys. That sounds good. Oh, Whoa, Thanks, Shannon. Shannon. You're so generous. Man, that's so weird that he just popped in and popped out like that. He's 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 always listening. <laughs> that's true. Um, but I thought I'd ask you guys. You know what? Out of all the games that you love or that are going to come out or whatever or that you've played, what would you love to see in VR? Like, Mario Kart's a classic. Like, definitely that was great to see that come into a VR experience. Very tailored to it, yeah. Mm, what else do you reckon? Um, this is a good question. I didn't actually see this coming. Yeah, I thought I'd just throw a curveball at A little at bit you. of a curve. Yeah. Um, now I'm sort of just thinking of racing games. Does it depend yeah. on um, on how in depth they make the experience? Though, I mean, like it, honestly, for, it, it, it can be as your, as um, yeah, yeah, it's your imagination, dude. You know, let for, it run wild. For sure, and like, stuff like that, you'd have to have either like a giant open warehouse, or you'd have to have like one of those weird moving, you know, those uh, rolling platform, platform thing. things they have. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever you want, whatever yeah. you want, whatever makes it work. Um, I don't know. I'd I'd be keen to see like 
a Pokemon. That'd be cool. Like you like know, a large scale. Kind of, kind of like taking taking that you know motion capture from Pokemon Go and making it legitimate. You know, so you you yeah, walk yeah. around and everything. So that'd be cool. That's a good one. Um, I think I'd like a. Oh, all I can think of is racing games now. I'd like a <laughs> VR version of um, like Burnout's Party Crash mode. Okay. That'd be okay. that'd be cool. Like wrecking a car in VR would be pretty sweet. God, talk about motion sickness. Burnout yeah, that, game. That'd that probably be full I'd, of it. I'd pass out. I'd be like, <laughs> just like, I want to have a car accident, but I don't want to get injured. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Have you ever wanted to wreck a car? <laughs> you can, but not in real life. In virtual reality. Yeah, I reckon I would go... I reckon something like Horizon Zero Dawn or something would be pretty cool in, oh, yeah. in VR. That something with a, a hunting cool. element. Yeah, I don't know. Something with a bow would be sick. Lara Croft. Or even something like... Like Donkey Kong's, like, uh, you know, like the minecart levels. Something like that would be cool. Mm, 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 mm. God, mm. endless possibilities. If you are listening, definitely hit us up. Hit us up at Press Start AU. Let us know what game you would love to go see or experience in VR. Once again, whatever you need. It's your imagination. If you want, I don't know, an entire country to run, to be able to run your VR experience, then sure. I mean, you know, I'm not going to kind of police that so (laughs) anyway have fun but let's move on into some other news now mario kart slightly kind of easy game you get the concept right however a game has recently just come out hellblade and they haven't made it as easy as everyone was expecting now what has kind of happened with this and uh, I will say now this could contain spoilers so if you don't want to hear any spoilers uh, probably skip ahead and uh, see if we're still talking about Howlblade or not. But here we go. Spoilers. I'm saying it again. Spoilers. Here we go. Early on in Howlblade, there's a fight that is impossible to win. Basically, is it Senua, the protagonist, ends up with her arms covered in black material. The more you die, the higher up your body this material reaches. If it hits your head, you basically have to start the game again right from the start. It does delete your save and there's no way around it at all. The developers make it very clear from the get-go of the game that this is going to happen. There's actually screenshots that read, uh, if the rot reaches Senua's, I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that name, uh, Senua's head, her quest is over, the dark rot will grow each time you fail, and all progress will be lost. Matthew, is this is this too much? Is permadeath in a game just just too challenging especially when uh this particular level that it talks about is quite hard to get past no you know what i reckon i reckon it's cool i reckon it's it's something that uh it's like it's new it's different you know like it's something we haven't seen in gaming uh i don't think ever um it's mm, true so i know i reckon i reckon it's an awesome idea because it, it it forces you to be like you know like in in dark souls and you know bloodborne and everything eventually you get used to the fact that you're dying because it's difficult and sometimes you take certain liberties is like you will uh you'll hit a level or you'll hit a section of the game where you will die several times to work out how to get through a specific area 
Um, mm. You know, you're basically putting your character on the line. It's, like, it's been the same since, like, Mario. is like, you know, people will try and do speed runs and they'll bolt through the level and they'll find out where all the all the uh, Cooper shells are and the, you know, the drops and everything. And they're basically, like, they're using their character as, you know, as a test subject. Um, I think that, you know, if your character keeps dying and it keeps building up, then that's, you know, that's a reason to take care of, you know, what you're doing and actually, you know, focus on playing the game rather than, um, you know, playing the tactics in the game. Um, And it forces you to think and stop and, and, you know, pay attention. So I reckon, I reckon it's a good idea. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it definitely really, I guess, uh, emphasizes the the desperation you feel in some games like you know there's there's definitely rpg games and everything like that where you know you're fighting a, a boss and you're like oh god oh god my my health is on like five percent come on i gotta i gotta kind of heal myself or roll 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 dodge 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 get somewhere where i can quickly just have a breath and and figure out what to do but this is a whole nother level if you know that I don't even know. I don't know where this is in the game. I don't know if it's like fifteen percent into it or like fifty percent. But like, imagine just having that in the back of your head. If I die one more time, I literally have to start this entire game again. Like, that is that is brutal. I don't know. Like, Brody, what do you, what do you think? Do you think it's too much? No, I'm I'm in agreement with Matt. I think it's a it's a pretty cool new sort of concept. And um, I think because the game is tied really heavily into the themes of um like mental health and like the character's psychosis and stuff like that so i'm sure i'm sure it ties into that narratively and from what i've heard it's not exactly a long game uh it's like about six hours or something like that Mm. so getting say halfway through that and having to start it again might not be the end of the world and obviously you'll learn everything you'll learn things from each failure and such so um uh, because i haven't started playing yet i'm gonna start playing it after we finish here um so i'm assuming it's going to sort of tie in like that and it's like matt says it's going to force you to sort of take care of the character um and sort of you know help her battle her demons but um yeah i'm I'm all for it i think it's good i don't know if all games should do it but i think this one it sort of uh it makes it work imagine if the like imagine if permadeath was in like just every single game that we ever played like something as simple like like pokemon or something and you get to the elite four and then like you just die and you're like well shit yeah you start back in pallet town when like choosing your first pokemon oh my god that would be the worst people actually do um i think it's the nuzlocke challenge yeah um which actually guys you got to get rid of it yeah if a pokemon faints it basically means that you cannot use that pokemon anymore Mm. Um, you know, and people have done it to increase the difficulty and, and change up, you know, how they play, how they play the game. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, I, I think it's a, like, it's a, it's a good thing to think about, you know, in, in terms of, you know, certain games. I mean, like if you go back years ago, you know, you'd play games where if you died, like, if you ran out of lives and got a game over, the whole game you'd have to start again. Um, yeah. And that's essentially know, what Hellblade is. Like, you've basically got a set yeah, amount of lives. It was, pre- it, was, it was before quick saves and auto saves and this and that and everything else. And 
games were a lot more brutal. I mean, like, you know, again, the original Mario was like, yes, you had lives, but eventually if you ran out of those lives, you had to start the game again. Um, you know, Donkey Kong, the the good old uh, tower-climbing Donkey Kong, the yeah, the arcade original. It's <laughs> like, you know, you played through that, and if you, if you lose all your lives, then you go all the way back to the, you know, the start of the tower. Um, and I think... It's almost a lost art in video games in that, you know, it makes you sort of start considering your every move rather than just going nuts and, you know, going crazy and playing through things. Mm. Um, and I, 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 I think it's a, like, personally, I think it's a welcome inclusion because it means that, uh, you know, you, you take a bit more time to enjoy the game and you take a bit more time to pay attention to things. Um, and a lot of games these days feel like they're marketed more towards a shorter attention span. Um, I mean, like I, I certainly know that when I play games like battlefield or call of duty, I'm running around trying to shoot people, not worrying about a kill death ratio. But if they increase the time limit or, you know, even even like in the in in sort of Counter Strike matches where you're playing against another team, if you die, you don't respawn. You know, you've got to wait till the end of the match. Um, it's that kind of thing that I think gets people more involved in the game and makes them you know sort of up their skill and try and take a bit longer rather than just rushing through and you know dying and then respawning and starting again. So mm. yeah. yeah, that's true. It would um. I think it would be a really good feature for especially developers of like survival games in a way like I'd, I'd love like even the next like say Tomb Raider for that to be a thing for permadeath to be in there where it is you know this game based on you know most of the time Lara Croft surviving some kind of you know crash or she's deserted on an island or you know in the extreme kind of weather conditions where that would make sense um Mm. you know and i think that like you're saying matt like that yeah that would definitely add much more of a i guess um strategic kind of play it's not just kind of like yeah run through uh yep cool so i couldn't go that way i'll just die and i'll try it another way like you've got to from the get-go really be quite strategic and plan out your play and i think i think definitely for uh, survival games and definitely really well driven games like say uh, in terms of story like uh like tomb raider like that would just connect you even more to that uh, protagonist i feel and i think that would be quite a quite a good inclusion i mean like even just hearing this about hellblade i it makes me want to give it a try just because i'm like that's like that's cool that's a that's a really cool way to kind of play a game with having that in mind um, and it would be interesting to see exactly where it pops up in the game as well. But Well, based on the article, it sounds like it happens near the start. Like, there's a battle you can't win, so it establishes the uh, the, the mechanic thing. very early, yeah. Interesting. God, so that means it, you know, stays... It's always it there. It's always there. You could be finished, like, 95% of the game and then die too many times and, well, yep, gotta back go again. Start. But, I mean, uh, like you're saying, Brody, like, it is six hours. Like, it's not... I guess yeah. not too bad. And and I do wonder how much combat the game has. Like I haven't seen too much about it, but from what I've seen it looks like um like it's equal parts like real narratively driven mm. scenes with like uh and then there's like a lot of puzzles. 
Yeah. So it might be like a third, third, third sort of split. And um, like it might not be like Dark Souls at all, like where it's just balls to the wall trying to survive and stuff <laughs> like that. Well, I wonder, I wonder, since it is quite short, maybe that's like that's why it's in there because they're like, well, you will die multiple times. You will be playing this game from the start quite a few times, where mm. you know that six hours from start to finish actually becomes like thirty hours or something like that. So. Yeah, I'm really keen to play it. I really, yeah, I back too. Ninja Theory. Their, their games are really good. Mm, mm. Enslaved is so good. I've never played that. It's but, really good. Um, I think I definitely will be having a look a lot closer at their catalogue after after this one. Yeah, they, they did the uh, the Devil May Cry reboot. Oh, yeah, true. Still haven't played those games, but that makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about another game, um, you know, that is quite, quite, uh, not controversial, but uh, very anticipated at the moment, and that is the new Metroid game. Matt, you are quite a big fan, aren't you, of Metroid? Isn't this, like, your jam? Uh no. No, okay. Well, <laughs> no, I mean I'm interested. 50/50 split. I'm interested, but it's not like I'm I'm not a huge Metroid a, fan and Who's the big Metroid fan? James. James, right. Yeah. Um I I like I I do like it, but the um and like you know to be fair the the game that's coming out for the 3DS uh is closer to one I do like cuz I did like the classics on the Super Nintendo mm. and the original Nintendo. So for the you know in that regard that's really cool that you know they've they've kind of gone back to this you know style of metroid um cuz i did i did spend countless hours playing uh super metroid on the super nintendo so um and i am i am keen and it's good to see them like it's it's good and amazing to see that nintendo is still really supporting the 3DS um, yeah. you know, even with the switch heavily into swing, I mean, like last, last time we were talking about Splatoon and everything and how it's kind of taken, you know, the world by storm. Um, but you know, the, the fact that Nintendo, like this, this is a credit to Nintendo is when, it, when a good selling console, uh, is at the end of its life, they still support it right to the very end. They don't sort of jump ship. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you know, you look at the Wii U, and there is literally nothing. I don't like. I've, I'm pretty sure they've stopped production of the console itself, um, as far as I'm aware. But um, you know, like that's that's kind of just that's gone. That's that's a that's an afterthought. But you know, a lot of people still own 3DSs, so the fact that you know they're not only paying a bit of fan service by bringing back Metroid and even bringing back that awesome looking console. Um, well, yeah, I mean that's that's what I was about to about to say. Like, like you're saying, it's it's great that they're still supporting it, and they're supporting it to the fact that they are bringing out an entirely new kind of summer's edition of the 3DS XL. So it's got a really sweet kind of orange and yellow uh, vibe to it. Orange on top with a nice kind of uh, uh, picture there of uh, Metroid and then uh, Samus in the suit. Um, Samus. God, don't don't be one of those people. Sorry, I'm, you know, guys, it's just but my what if, Queensland what if, accent. What if, uh, you know, Zelda was a girl? What do you mean? What, you like, know, like you, you're one of those people. I was like, oh, you know, oh, the main character please. is Metroid. I, what if I, Zelda yeah. was a girl? Okay, sorry, Metroid, Metroid's like the, the, sorry, the bad guys. thing apparently. God, Metroid, yeah, okay. Metroid is the enemy. Metroid yes, is the alien. Okay. Semantics. God. Semantics. 
you know what? Just shush both of you. Okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing a great I'm, job here. I'm sticking up for you. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, who cares? Silly, Matt. Yeah. Take that. I care. Anyway. It's just video um, games. Don't say that, Brody. Sorry. This is our livelihood. Jesus, um, Matt. This, this console does release on September 15th, so it's a month away. It looks very cool. Um, so we still don't know, know if it's coming here yet, though, do we? Yeah. We it was it announced is? by Nintendo yeah. Australia. No way. Oh, right. It's it's currently confirmed for America and unclear if it makes its way to Australia at this stage. This was written on the... It, this was written yesterday. Yeah, and it could Nintendo, have Nintendo announced it uh, today on the 9th that it was coming to EB Games okay. Australia. Do you stand by that enough for this to go to air and people be like... Oh, Matt, I, th- I think I did read that, actually. I think we, I read uh, this before on Twitter. We posted it on our site, so did yeah, we? I do stand by that. Okay. Well, I was just, I'm just checking, man. <laughs> I, I don't want you to say things and then people... I know you like people fighting you on your Twitter, but I want them to be fighting you where, you know... But they don't have, fight. They don't the fight me, so you know I've got nothing to oh. worry about. Ah, oh, so this it's is a, you trying. It is. To get it's a, It's coming out the sixteenth here, and it's going to be two hundred and fifteen dollars. Uh, two hundred and fifty dollars, I should say. Not, yeah, not bad. Like this is my thing, though, right? With, with like, the game, I believe. I yeah, think. Like, is I, oh, I don't God. know. God, we're if saying any, a lot of things on here. We don't. We're not. If sure it's about. if it's normal Nintendo, they'll release the console, but not with the game. This is this is my thing, right? Like. Because they now do have the Switch, and it does not include the game. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Two fifty. They now have the Switch, and they're also still supporting the three DS. Like, are are we eventually going to see the three DS fade out? Like, I thought when they released the Switch, they were like, no, like the three DS will still stand on its own and still be a thing. Like, how 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 do they even like manage? Like, cool, we're gonna bring Metroid out on three DS, but not on Switch. Whereas, like, it would be great on Switch as well. So it's well, like, well, they're they're doing a separate Metroid game for Switch, and I think this is more fan service for old fans of the series because it's a reimagining of the sequel, essentially. It's also hmm. it's also a matter of again, they know a lot of people own the three DS, and they know a lot of people still haven't got their hands on the Switch, uh, and they don't want to alienate their all you know their their fans that still own a 3ds and haven't made the jump um but at the same time like you know like you look at the switch's release catalog and they've still got huge name games coming out um you look at the 3ds's catalog and they've got a couple of you know good good games coming out but you know they don't they don't want to just kill it off i mean if they if they suddenly drop it and go now nah, we're moving everything to switch you'd see a big backlash cuz not everyone's going to go out and buy a switch if they own a 3ds so oh yeah i don't i don't necessarily mean switch it over but like you know making making one for switch making or making them both for both platforms like you know like we kind of saw with you know playstation 4 and playstation 3 in a in a sense we all knew that playstation 3 would somewhat at some point stop with the games but i i just find it interesting because they have they had said that you know the 3ds will still be a thing so it's just yeah i don't know it's it's quite just an interesting intriguing uh, topic that came out of nowhere Um, speaking of speaking of keeping consoles alive though good on atlas for uh because they just re they announced their uh bring out two new persona dancing games good on them for releasing them on the vita as well nice yeah yeah breathing a little bit of life back into that Not, yeah until we get the vita 2 um, oh well that's that's coming obviously absolutely absolutely it is um but getting getting back on track metroid 
Summer's Return on the Nintendo 3DS. Uh, Shannon actually had the opportunity to play this game already, and he had just got a wonderful article if you are interested in getting this it's eight things i release uh, realized whilst playing metroid summers returns um <laughs> it's uh it's, it's quite a well-written article you know he's got the the headlines there so to briefly read through those it is a reimagining it is not a remaster the 3d feature of the 3ds is actually stunning for this game it's still bloody hard so don't think that they're gonna go uh lightly on you who knows they might have a permadeath in there like Hellblade. uh <laughs> you'll get lost quite a bit as well even though you have your mini map it's still a bit of a maze uh the new powers make the game accessible don't know what that means but you're gonna have to go read the article to find out and there is a lot more in there with some really cool screenshots and everything too so if you are definitely interested in this game you need to go read that because it's going to tell you everything you need to know. There probably is a permadeath mode, but it's locked behind amiibos. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What kind of amiibo would have the permadeath? Like a, a dead uh, summers? A Metroid one, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. maybe. You mean? I know there are three coming and, and things are locked behind them. I know hard mode is right, and a, f- and a few other things, but I'm not too sure. I haven't actually looked into it. And you mean like Metroid, like an amiibo of like the suit? right no <laughs> yeah yeah that's what <laughs> shut I shut up that's not good I got ya that's just to cover up what I did before hook lawn and sinker anyway um, anything else you guys want to say about Metroid at all just no I've sort of been vamping because I've got no interest welcome back yeah. Samus yeah well yeah there we go congratulations good um, work you good know work that. Metroid yeah <laughs> okay god that one. things got awkward anyway let's move on the really cool bit of news that I think has come out quite recently, and you might have to rem- uh, remind me, Brody, I don't know when we started talking about this. For listeners, to give you a backlog, we would, when was it, Brody? Was it this morning or yesterday we were talking? Because Camilla was like, I've started Twitch streaming. Was that this morning? Last night, I think. Last night. But then it carried on into this morning. Right. And we were talking about, like, internet connections and gear and all that kind of stuff. And Uh it just so happens that Elgato actually released something today or announced that they released something today. And it is their Camlink and their green screen. It's making streaming way easier than before. So, earlier this year, they released a stream deck, which was that little kind of, I guess, HUD that you could, uh, I get what is it, configure. So each button could be a, a certain like player screen or pop-up or a kind of a audience interaction, which is quite cool. But today they've actually announced the two new products. So the Cam Link will allow you to basically use any DSLR or GoPro to create a pro, uh, broadcast quality picture of yourself while streaming. So instead of having to go out and get a webcam if you're already doing like YouTube videos or you already have a GoPro or something like that, you can actually utilize your camera, DSLR or GoPro at home already. Like this is a massive one. I've been trying to do this for years and find like software that would actually allow me just to plug like my DSLR in the USB port. And I'm sure Matt, like you're the same. You're a, you're a film guy as well. Is that, does that excite you, the cam link to know that, that there's something like that, that out there now? Yeah, it's, um, in, in all honesty, like, yeah, that I, I'd say that's the one, that's the biggest thing holding like me back personally, from doing like streaming kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, having said that, like I, I personally, like if I was to stream, 
I would rather stream and talk and not have to be on camera because I know there are a couple of streams. There's a couple of streams that I follow, especially too, that um, you can hear the person, but you don't see them. You know, yep. you just see the, the game in full screen. But I mean, for a lot of people who are wanting to get into uh, streaming who don't have like access to either the equipment or even the funds to buy equipment, um, it opens it up. And I think it's it's a good thing because streaming streaming is like, you know, kind of one of the ways of the future. Um and it it just allows yeah it allows more people to kind of to get involved and to you know re- realize a passion that you know they may not be able to realize without sort of you know the nece- the necessities and the nece- necessary equipment so yeah yeah and i mean i i think like ma- i mean it might just be the people that i hang around with but majority of people i know either have like a gopro or like a, a handy cam or a DSLR or something like that. And yeah, it is qu- quite frustrating. Like I know when I've gone to kind of test out streaming and see what I can do, like even just testing it out, I don't know if it's something that I want to kind of do continuously. And that's hard to kind of really engage and, and try out when it's like, well, I need to buy a mic, which I have, but like, oh, well, I need to buy a webcam if I want to test out, you know, that feature of me being on and I need this and I need that. And, like, uh, normally a, a camera is always the biggest thing. Like, to get a good quality webcam, you know, you're already looking at, what, three to $500 at least for a good one? Would for that a, yeah, for right? a decent high-def one, you know, in, anywhere between 150 to 500 So, mm. I mean, does something like this kind of entice you, Brody? I know you, you know, in our chats, you're like, I am quite interested in, in getting involved. Do you have a camera lying around already, a GoPro or something that you're like, yes, this is going to no. make life easier? No, I don't actually, but um, Damn. I just, yeah, I just think Elgato, if that's how you say it, I just yeah. like, they're just killing it in terms of making it like really accessible for people who don't really know about, uh, like, I don't know anything about cameras and I don't know anything about tech and setting mm. up streams and all that sort of stuff but i feel like they're um sort of paving the way and making it like really accessible for someone like me yeah. to um to perhaps turn, like dip the toe in and see what it's like but um i just wonder if we're going to hit like a critical mass where like everyone's no one's it. playing games and everyone's just streaming like we're going to tip over to a point where there's more streamers <laughs> than people to like yeah i don't know possibly but who knows we might see a whole new kind of style of of streaming like a lot of the people i now i guess now like they are very hosty in a way and they do um play the game but they're trying to be quite entertaining at the same time whether that be just with their reactions or they're actually kind of asking their audience questions like you know if Mm. everyone starts streaming maybe it's just you know kind of watching a bunch of people play couch co-ops or something in the same room and it's just them and you're it's like the big brother house you're kind of just watching them do their thing like yeah i mean i either watch someone because they're funny or i watch them because they're just elite at what they're playing Mm. so yeah Mm. it's gonna be interesting yeah i'm definitely sort of like because i literally i asked camilla this morning i'm like where'd you get your green screen and then this news just popped out and i was like right (laughs) well that's it i mean the the green screen is the other thing that they have released it's it's quite a uh quite an easy and it's uh, just like a pop-up yeah it's like a pop-up little screen what do you call those things matt i feel like you would know like 
like what is like, you know okay i'm gonna describe it for everyone you know how you have those like pop-up signs where down the bottom it's like kind of that tubing and then you kind of pull it up and it at the back of it it has like the stand to hold it all straight it's a green screen like that basically it allows you to have a wrinkle free which is quite important when doing green screen stuff uh, as well as it does easily compact back into its shell which means it's quite quite great for those smaller spaces if you are streaming say in a bedroom or if you're like you in and you literally have like a meter of space between your desk and your bed that would be something perfect for him but i kind of saw all this stuff come out and i was like it's it's so obvious now that like Elgato should be basically like giving, I guess their their customers like everything they need to stream. They've got the capture cards, they've got this cam link and the green screen now. I wouldn't be surprised if we then start seeing things like lighting or or mic stands, and they go the full full flog and and give us the entire kind of studio studio kind of equipment that that we need. Do you reckon that's kind of the next? the next stage we might see from them matt uh as a as a consumer base like it's an untapped market i mean you look at you look at a lot of streaming stuff even talking to you and all that i mean uh a lot of streamers are either trying to save costs by buying really cheap equipment uh from ebay which yeah. you know is either like unreliable because it's cheaply manufactured or could end up being dangerous because again it's cheaply manufactured mm. um or or they're looking at sort of like homebrew ways to you know to set themselves yeah. up so like you know buying a lamp that will you know cast a, a a light in a certain way and whatever you know so it's they're getting creative but i mean like as a at a consumer level uh film equipment and stuff like that is not cheap um, no. You know, you, you've got to go to specialist places, uh, you know, to get decent equipment or go to, like, photography places. And, you know, again, this comes back to what I was saying is, like, you know, it's quite an expensive, quite an expensive hobby to, you know, and a thing to do. Um, and, I mean, if Elgato can capture, you know, the the general consumer market and keep the prices low... Uh, it offers, yeah, as you know, it, it offers sort of a better option for the general streamer rather than going and buying, you know, film grade equipment uh, to, you know, to do this streaming. I mean, like most of the time, all you need is the green screen and the lights and the camera. Um, yeah. You know, so like, I mean, a lot of people have gotten by with going and buying green fabric from a fabric store, you know, and mm. and learning how to chroma key it out in the you know in the streaming process and you know in all honesty if if this hadn't have been released uh it's probably what i would have done um but yeah you know like and and with lighting and stuff you know if yeah if elgato it's a, it's it's a good market for elgato to capture um and i can see i can I'm see a pump. place for it and i can see it expanding <laughs> out i can even see other companies you know wanting a piece of it too because yeah. they know that you know it'll start making them a little bit of money so well yeah i mean these uh these products are set to release i i will say in the u.s on august 18th it is uh, 129 dollars 
US and $149 US. Uh, in the article, it doesn't actually state what's what, but I, I'm guessing it's relative. Um, but don't quote me on that. Check it out on, obviously, Algato's uh, website. We are still, though, waiting for the Australian details. So I, I think there's definitely a few of us here, fingers crossed, that it does come out and we don't have to, you know, purchase it there and get it shipped over or, or whatever it may be. Uh, but stay tuned. If we do find out the information, obviously, we will tell you all on pressstart.com.au. But, boys, shall we finish off this podcast with what the wiki? Yeah, boys. I've got so, to reclaim my lead, I think. I don't know yes. who's keeping score. It was Brody won last week against Seamus, was it not? Yep. And yeah. I think you guys said that you were then both 3-3 three, because, three, Matt, you won the week before that. Was that correct then? There's a possibility, but I, I don't know. Like I feel like uh, at the end of that cast, you were like 3-3 three, three with Seamus and Steven on like one or something, right? Maybe. We'll, that. we'll have to go through and have a look. God, shotgun, not that job. Hey, Ewan, uh, while you're in uh, overseas, can you, uh, you know, just go yeah, back man. over the cast and... Tweet since, at us, since or you're slacking off and not doing podcast stuff, you can at least count the count the tally. Or for those of you playing at home, if you'd like to, <sighs> you know, send us in a yeah. Who, who's the one mega fan that keeps a spreadsheet? Oh, yes, yeah. One of you guys listening could be the 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 gamekeeper, the scorekeeper. Ooh, oh, that's that's cool. Tweet us at press start au. Let us know if that's you want to be that person. Let us know what the score is because how we obviously don't know. But uh, let's get someone else one more point today with What The Wiki. If you haven't heard this before, it is the podcast game show here on the Startcast where myself will read out something. Today, we are going with this new kind of, uh, I guess, twist on this game. Normally, we would read out a game and the guys have to guess what game that is. But we have switched over to game characters and we are going to continue that today. So the guys will need to guess what game character I am talking about the first one to two will take out the round for this podcast. Now, boys, I was saying before the podcast, I am slightly changing it up once again. So we are doing gaming characters. However, the website that I have found these characters on, it has been... They're they're in a list. It's like top ten or whatever it may be. But I'm not going to be reading out a description. I am going to be reading out the the caption of why people have voted for this, this character. So it's okay. not going to be like, hey, this <clears throat> character from PlayStation that was released in 1992. No, it's going to be everyday people describing this character and why they love them and why they voted for them. Okay. How does that sound? Sounds interesting. Oh, you know me. I'm trying to make everything interesting here. <laughs> trying to fire it right up. Ah, you, nah, you get it. Okay. Are we ready? Matthew, are you ready? Yeah. Brody, are you ready? Yeah. Okie dokie. Here we go. The first character. Oh, God. You guys are going to have to be quick on this one. <laughs> He's a pink puffball. Matt. He Brody. <laughs> I heard Matt first. Uh, is it Kirby? It is Kirby. Well yes. done. God. Look Look at this. We're just fast, 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 fast. It was either <laughs> that or Jigglypuff, so. Oh, yeah. Good. I didn't actually think of that. Um, okie dokie one point to Matt first to two like I was saying here we go again <gasps> this character is nice and generous and has a heart 
and one of the other characters in the game helps him become better than his brother. The character is very caring, and I hope he has a kid one day, and he's, he saved another character from the enemy. Yes, what? he risked himself to help this character, and it's a girl character. Um, you know, you should give him credit, and the girl character should bake him a cake. He saved her anyway, so that's what he should do. She should do. Anything yet, guys, or should I keep reading? You've absolutely lost me. You might want to ah. keep reading. Okay, okie dokie. God, there's a good clue down the bottom here that I'll, I'll read out if you guys want. Uh, this character might play second fiddle in almost every Brody. single... Oh, yeah, Brody. Oh, no, maybe not. Is it Luigi? Oh, Brody. It is no. Luigi. Well done. Noise. What was yeah, with that what? opening sentence? That was the it biggest says, load of... It's, dude, it sounds like it was written by like an I... eight-year-old. This is the caption. Luigi is a nice and generous... Uh, it's nice and generous and has a heart. And Daisy helps him become better than Mario. Luigi is very oh, caring Daisy. and I hope he has a kid one day. I couldn't say Daisy because I mean... Yeah, well, I hope he has a kid one day. Like, yeah. where, where's that come from? That's so I random. I don't know, guys. Like, it's just... Uh, Fan fiction. I hope he has a kid one day. Okie dokie. One to Matt, one to Brody. This is the final round. Are you boys ready? Yeah, yes. boy. Here we go. She's like Master Chief, except that she extinguishes two... Brody. Brody. Is it Samus? It is Samus. Well done, Brody. He, as far as we know, takes the lead, but obviously the gamekeeper, one of you guys listening, please let us know if that's actual fact. The one true gamekeeper. No, Um, Brody. But for now, I'm going to say Brody is, is in the lead. Matt behind. Seamus and Steven, I think, are the other ones that have played... This season, I don't, I don't even know who's playing. Look, look, boys, it's a it's a two horse race at this point. We know that. Well, this well, I mean, if the podcast is keep going to be us three, like then <laughs> it's really it's pretty just much between it. you two. Unless Matt jumps into hosting, and then I get to play sometimes. Um, but well done, man. You should be you should be proud. Matthew seems a bit upset that you've won this round. No, I th- I think we can be happy for each other. No, I was happy was, for him last. That week. was a good one because that was a. You know, you, you did well. You, you Wait, did I say I was happy for him last week? That can't I, be right because I won I last know. week too. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't count because I was hosting. So it still counts. That's a point exactly on the board, big fella. Against you, if I'm hosting, unless there's I, still a point on the board, big fella. Unless I go back and disqualify you from that game, <laughs> I don't think you can. You can't do that retroactively. You're not the host anymore. Yeah. Plus, we've we've nominated that there should be a gamekeeper out there. So all power. Uh, has been falls to the gamekeeper. Yeah, this, this Jeez, I true. hope they don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I didn't even think about that. It's much. It's more about a personality win than anything, too. So That's right. you guys have to have to be nice. Maybe Matt, no more fighting on Twitter. If you want the gamekeeper to to like you enough to make the call, you can't change who you are. Yeah, maybe maybe I will, I will fight you guys for the gamekeeper instead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe you should just think about not fighting too many people. That might be a good. New I must resolution. fight everyone. In anyway, 
Let's uh, let's end this podcast before Matt can actually instigate a fight. So thank you for listening to episode 110 of the Startcast. Subscribe to any podcast service of your choice. We are pretty sure on Podbean. We are definitely on iTunes and definitely Podcast One as well. So hit us up on any of those or one that we haven't listed. Let us know if we are on that one too. So that would be nice. We can just add this whole list of things that we're on and that you can put us in your ears and listen to. Uh, you can also join the conversation uh, at PressStartAU or on any of our socials, being Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, I think we're on. What else is have I, YouTube we're on? Just all of them. Um, as well as hashtagging the Startcast 2. Uh, be sure to read any of the articles we have talked about today at pressstart.com.au. That is where we do all the greatest stuff, so be sure to visit that regularly to be in the know. I have been your host, Jake Barras. You can follow me on my socials, my Instagram, and my Twitter, at underscore Jake Barras. And joining me today was the wonderful Brody. Thank you. Um, You can follow me on anything worth following me on at Brody underscore DG. Thank you. And we have also been joined by another other than Matthew. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at MVZamari, or you can follow me on Instagram at MatthewVZ, where I'm still living in the past and posting pictures of my Japan trip. So. Oh, that reminds me. I've got to post. I got, I got a photo from Japan I got to post tonight. So just, just one? Well, I got, I've got like 12 or something all up, but this is one of the 12. I'm not going to just... I'm not one of those people that just post it all at once and then your whole feeds are full of my photos just just post one a, a day until you catch up yeah wish i had a japan picture to put up well maybe Dude, you you're go going to japan at, you're are, are you not you're going to amsterdam soon for gamescom germany germany oh, I keep, <coughs> why do i keep saying amsterdam for some reason maybe that's where you want to go maybe <laughs> but um that would be fun that you'll be on you'll be on next week's podcast and then the week after that is gamescom Right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'll see how I go. I might take my microphone, and if the time zones sync Ooh. up, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll satellite in. Yeah. Well, I was saying that you and I think is Medi going to Gamecom as well. I think you might be. Yeah. But you guys should, like record some some little some little bits. We can play it on that the, the <laughs> some, next some, podcast when you guys some get Some little back. aside. We can do things like, ah, huh, Brody can be like, ah, oh, there was this time at Gamescom where this hilarious thing happened. Listen to it right now. And then, like, we'll drop it in. And we can kind of, we can have the tweakly sound effects, like we're going back in time and all that kind of stuff. It'll That's be exactly how I imagined it, too. Yeah, nice. It will be, um, it will be quite fun. We'll see but how anyway. we go, I suppose. Yeah, well, that's two weeks away, so we're really planning forward. Let's at least get to next week. So, guys, until then, have a fabulous time gaming, and like always, uh, we will see you in the next podcast. See you later, guys. Woo! Bye-bye. Bye-bye.